Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Oh yeah, one of those days taking me forever to get my caffeine opened up. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. You heard him in the background. We got Jason Theobald. What's going on, man? How's your Thursday? Uh, Not too bad. It's been... uh been a busy one um had a cash out refinance on the house my house the one that i live in um that took like 50 minutes of just crazy amount of document signing um other than that i'm in a kind of a maintenance phase right now um i'm off all hrt i'm just using hmg hcg and clomid trying to clean out reset cholesterol reset shbg which was terribly low so I'm kind of not training real hard right now. I just kind of go in and no failure training. Um, want to protect my joints and things like that. So kind of doing that right now. So, you know, in the middle of winter and then to drop out tests like that, it's, it's a little bit of a mental fuck. <laughs> Are you hitting your jump start? Uh, uh, yeah, you, I, that's definitely in. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. That's like one of the most, one of the most beneficial things. So yeah, man. So that, that'll be interesting. You're just trying to clean up the, the androgen receptor so you get better. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh, thing when your SHBG is too low, Adam Lamb at Renew Life RX is who I brought on. And he was explaining that, you know, everyone thinks they just want to drive SHBG low, low, low. Right. Well, you'd actually don't because then you don't, then you don't circulate your androgens. If it's too high, then they're bound up. And if it's too low, they don't circulate. You know, he said, think of it like a river. If the river's dried up, your androgens aren't, you're not even getting really the benefit of them. Right. Um, so we're going to get that back up, some LH, FSH, things like that, and just get my system cranking. And I'm probably just going to do a lot of HRT moving forward, man. I'm, I don't know. Like if I get to the stage, I get to the stage. Uh, but um, yeah, at 43, you know, life's good. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to be um, chasing it, put yeah. it that way. Well, the other interesting thing too, and I know we've got a whole other topic to get to today, um, but but talking on this, I know a lot of people right now are interested in what you're talking about. Um, you're not a guy that runs high doses all the time, and a lot of people think, oh, fuck, like if I come off, I'm going to shrink. But, you know, coming off the HRT doses that you're on and the way that you train, your diet's on point, your supplementation's on point, man, I bet you don't drop a lot of weight uh, from the experience I've seen. I bet I bet you don't. I bet you hold on to a lot of it. What do you People at the gym think I look better because they said today, like my midsections sunk in, like I just look real thin in the waist and still broad in my shoulders and stuff. And I'm using like, um, amino pump, um, from amino pure, like get like a nice L citrulline, um, L arginine pump beforehand. Um, and I kept a two, I use GHN, uh, scripted. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've lost fullness but I don't look bad. I posted pictures on my story the other day, uh, two nights ago. And, um, you can see, maybe I'm not quite as full, but yeah, I'm lean and it, sh- it should be fine. You know, it's just, it's the mental side of it because your right. testosterone falls and now it's winter and it's cold and dark. And so you're, you know, there's just a little bit of a, a mental battle there. Um, yeah, for sure. But- and, you know, so speaking of topics like this, um, and the one that we're going to talk about today, Jason, I want to let our listeners know we still have some tickets available, some VIP tickets. We have three of those left um, and some regular tickets for it. We have very limited amounts because of COVID, but um, the 27th and 28th of March, we have the Elite Physique University Seminar. It's our second one. 
We go over a ton of topics. I'm going to link that in the show notes. You guys can go to elitephysiqueuniversity.com to buy tickets. But Jason, you cover, let's see, you cover peak week, you cover gut health, uh, how to fix health, a lot of things. And then how thyroid works and, you know, different minerals and what it does with the thyroid. And then we talk about labs concerning the thyroid as well. Yeah. And those are so important because like I said, in our last episode, you really give these protocols to people. And to me, the best one, uh, the gut one, the gut health one's good peak week like that. They're all good. They're great. But for people to understand the thyroid and the way you break it down and you explain that it's a step-by-step process, starting with TSH, then on to T4 and T3. And then you even talk about the antibodies and what that means. That's really an important episode that helps people understand labs because Labs can be confusing, but if you really want to get fucking confused, try and figure out your thyroid. And that's one that, I mean, hell, doctors mess it up. And the way that you explain it has made it easier for all of us to be able to understand. So that one in and of itself, and then to get the tickets for 250 I mean, you just can't beat that. I know my topics are going to be how to take your physique from good to great. Um, some really cool things there. We're going to talk about metabolic capacity, hormones in versus calories in, calories out really is what I talk about there. And then how to add food and get people to drop body fat, which is kind of a what I call a unicorn approach, but it's really not. So it's going to be a fun weekend, guys. Check out LeapPhysiqueUniversity.com yeah. and get your tickets. Get VIP, come train with us. I, I want to. I like to always get to train uh, somebody. I, I think, um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've been at this a while, and you know, uh, I think there's some people that still train more like a weightlifter, and they're not really quite keying in as a bodybuilder and what that means and the intensity and the squeezing. And I think I can show people a lot of those things. So VIP tickets are available. Come train with me. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You guys will get a package of new ethics and fat muscle uh, products. Give a private Q&A. It's just going to be me and Jason and four of you guys. And it's anything you guys want to talk about for a couple hours. That to me is part of part of the most fun part of the weekend um, is to be able to sit down and talk shop. Because, dude, we last time we talked about business. We talked yeah. about training. We talked about hormones and labs. Like we really, and everybody benefited, uh, benefited from it. So it's going to be a good time. We really want to see guys out in Tampa. Um, real quick, some housekeeping stuff. Uh, anything new with you, man, before we move on to this topic? Yeah, a um, couple things. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are looking for coaches right now. Um, I'm taking new clients uh, that are competing um, that just need to lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle. Um, I'm not taking as many functional med clients at the moment. Doesn't mean you can't inquire. Maybe I'll take you, but I have two or three coaches that I've coached up and they're amazing. And so just because I'm not taking it doesn't mean that you shouldn't go ahead and get help. You can go to scoobyprep.com, fill out a form and pick your coach. The coach will then contact you. Um, and you can go from there. As far as new ethics goes, our immune functioning product, which is going to help build immunity, is coming out soon. Um, that Watch for that. It's going to be a good product. And then in the pipelines, we have a liposomal L-carnitine. So that basically, if you don't understand L-carnitine, it gets broken down by the stomach when you eat it orally. So when you take it orally, you got to take bigger doses. Um, sublingual will still get it into the bloodstream, much like injection, not as good but it bypasses the stomach under the tongue into the bloodstream. So we're looking at uh, liposomal technologies there and bringing out uh, liposomal L-carn. That'll be a nice, um, you know, middle ground for people who just don't want to inject. So those are a few things coming down the pipeline. Um, 
And we have a cinnamon roll flavored Metapure coming out that is delicious as well. So oh, nice, man. Those are some things. Things are rocking and rolling, man. It, it, and I can tell as you guys are growing, you, you keep coming out with more and more stuff, whether it's a different flavor, like your peanut butter protein, but you're starting to grow and expand. And I know, you know, you and I talk on the back end, man, I've been so busy with fat muscle. We just set our last four months in a row have all been records. And this last month was really big. So I've been busy either on the road, setting up new retail accounts. I like doing that. I like to meet the people that I'm going to do business with face to face, but actually I just, I really like getting out and getting on the road, putting my headphones in, listening to podcasts, doing business calls. So I've been really busy with that. And we've been adding some really good coaches lately. And that's kind of what I'm doing on my end to kind of grow the business. I'm not looking for sponsored athlete. I'm looking for coaches. I don't give a shit what their Instagram looks like. I'm looking for coaches like, like us that have a good base, a good following, and they actually have the real, a real ability to help people, not um, social media influencers, coaches or influencers. So that's actually what I'm looking at. I just added Stephanie Casella, great athlete and coach, and also Umo Collins from out in uh, Oklahoma, her and her husband also own a gym there. So we set them up. So it's, it's been a big month for us, man. Uh, you mentioned L-carnitine. I, Our powdered stuff sold out and our new product sold out like six days. And I'm finally getting that in Friday. Um, So I'm pretty excited for that. But other than that, it's just going to be, it's just going to be chill for this month and just, just work as much as we can. Enough about that stuff though, man, let's talk about this topic today. And what I like to do, just like we have in our other podcast, before we go into the details, because we're going to get into the nitty gritty here and you guys are going to understand how to do this. We're going to talk about how to be uh, ready early and what that looks like and what it means. But I also like to go back in time, Jason, and explain to people kind of where we learned more about this and what it was looking like back in the day. If you can go back in time, either as an athlete or a coach, since you're both, when did you start to really notice the benefits of being ready for a show early and what that started to kind of look like for you as a coach? Like when did that light bulb go off for you? It went off for me and my own prep. So 2010, I got fat. I just went with the Wendy's approach post-workout. Like I was slugging down hundred grams of intracars, but not really, you know, watching my insulin sensitivity, not, you know, no insulin was used, no metformin, no GDAs. I was just, just eating big man. And so I got fat and my prep into junior Nats, um, I never really got shredded, but once I got done with that junior Nats prep, I got top three and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go for my pro card and I'm going to do nationals. Well, I stayed lean and built on top of what was already a lean physique and kept getting leaner and leaner. And to the point where I was like six weeks out of nationals and I was freaking ready. And I had never been in this territory before. And a lot of people like, oh, you don't want to peak too soon. You better be careful. But I just started pulling cardio back and up in food. And I just kept getting drier and harder. And I'm like, but I was so damn hungry. I knew I wasn't going to make it like with the diet I was on. So I was like, I got to add some food. And I noticed that I was getting harder, fuller. I'm training harder. I'm sweating more again. And I came into that show like I was shredded inside out. I probably was the hardest guy in that class. I ended up 15th out of 30. Um, but And I was pissed, but I was shredded and full. And to this day, it's still, even though I was, you know, 30 pounds less than when I get on stage now, it's still to this day one of my favorite looks. Um so that's when I realized it. And that's when I learned how to walk someone else through it. 
Yeah, you know, I, I actually, I, there's a back picture of you. I don't think you're quite in a pose, but you're hitting your glutes. Yeah. I think your arms might be down at your side. Blue. No, trunks. I'm up. There's a, it's a rear oh, box. Is yeah. it? Okay. Blue trunks. Is that? Yes. Yeah. So that, that, that will tell you right now how much that stands out to me. I think that really kind of catapulted you to another level as far as respect back in the message board days and stuff like that. I remember that picture and I remember kind of following and that's when it kind of clicked for me too. So I'm glad you brought that up. I started to pay attention to that because you kept track of your whole prep on one of the message boards. I think it was MD at the time or RX either way. Both of them probably. So I started to think about that, but I was starting to get so early into my coaching career and I didn't start full time until 2010 that I kind of took that thought and I'm the type of person like I can read and learn something and it's going to stay in my brain. Now I just need the opportunity to apply it and then really start to dial it in. So for me, it was probably 2011, 2012, when I was able to get people that were already decently lean and I started to prep them and I would prep them for 20 weeks, but they'd be ready at 16 just by, just by, you know, sheer accident. Honestly, it wasn't me. And I thought, okay, it's time to start doing what I saw Jason do in 2010. And that's when it started to go off. And that's when, you know, some of the other coaches that I was kind of running with back then, Cliff and Alberto and all these other people, they were, we were all kind of noticing and practicing the same thing. And and you were around that time as well. And that's when everybody started to kind of realize, okay, listen, there's a way that if you can be ready early, your physique's going to take off. And it's going to look better. And let's go back to that comment because I have this on my notes. We always used to hear people say, don't peak too early. Um, yeah. What do you think they meant by that? You personally, I have my own thoughts on that. Um, but what do you think people meant by don't peak too early? And why was it a problem with them? Well, I, I, I think what their point was, you know, you're four weeks out, you're ready, you're shredded you aren't going to be able to maintain it. You're going to fade. Well, yeah, if you stay on the same diet and the same cardio protocol that got you there, you probably will fade and they don't want that happening. So they would rather time it closer to the show. But if you pull back on cardio, strategically add food around training first and monitor your progress, um, it's definitely, definitely a bonus being ready early. And then you can chill. Like once you're ready, like you can just lower cortisol because you're not stressing anymore about your glutes coming in or your hamstrings have lines. You know you're there, and now it kind of just gets fun. Like you're adding food, even though you're hungry, your energy's coming up. It's just a better, but it doesn't always happen in an ideal world. You know what I mean? Like people don't lose fat fast enough. People's metabolism. I mean, whatever it is. But if I can have someone ready even two weeks early, it's a it's a great place to be. Yeah, I you know I used to look back you know and I would think, okay, why are people saying that? And it was always usually um, people that needed a prep quick, like they needed a 12 week prep or they just wanted to only do a 12 week prep um, or they were trying to just get enough fat off to where they're ready just in time for the show. That was always a timing. People are like, fuck, I'm not dieting that long. I'm going to be ready at 12 weeks. I'll do whatever it takes to be ready in 12 weeks. And you're right. They would be the people that would be ready or just slide in. Um, but then if they had another week, another show three, four weeks down the road, they didn't understand pull cardio ad food, which we're going to talk about in detail and cortisol and stuff like that. Um, let's talk about how you set a client up for this and, and I'll do it as well. And when we kind of pay attention to this as a coach, I, I can normally spot an athlete that comes on board with me that I know I'm going to have ready early because one, I have all, I can start to prep whenever I want. 
but I generally see it with my athletes that stay leaner in the off season. Definitely the ones that are more genetically gifted and have a faster metabolism. I can always, almost always make it work with them 99% of the time. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure we're both on board with that. What about people that you spot that you're like, man, it's going to be probably not going to be able to have you ready early. Or is there a type of situation that you see to where you're not trying to get them ready early? You're just trying to get them ready for stage. Is there ever a, a scenario that you see pop up? Mostly women, maybe. I'm it's mostly women. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're looking at, you know, their lower half and the glutes and, you know, you're watching their shoulders come in and nothing's budging in the bottom. Um, you know, like I said, it's an ideal spot to be in, but um, none of this is exact science. I mean, we're using our eyes to say, all right, you're probably 18 weeks out. Well, I mean, that's assuming they lose the one pound a week that we think they need to lose. And you can't always predict what the body's going to do. And, you know, there's always a stall out period unless someone's just got one of those metabolisms that aren't highly adaptive. And so, you know, I don't, it's always a goal, but it's not one of those things where like, I'm also going to make their life miserable um, to be ready four weeks early either. You know, I'm not gonna, cause if you drop calories too hard too soon, well, you're, you're going to stall out too. So it's always a delicate balance. It's one of those things where like when it happens, I'm really ecstatic about it, but I'm not going to, you know, rush a prep either to try to be ready four weeks early, you know? Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Normally, you know, I've got people that need to be ready for a show and it, it takes stages of cutting, then adding food back and kind of taking a diet break and reverse dieting. And we're going to have a whole podcast actually titled um, How to Get Ready in Stages because they're just heavy people that just, if they're, if they're going to get to stage, you can't do it at all. Yeah, you can't do it in one shot. And we're going to cover all that in another podcast. Let's talk about what to do with cardio. So say we've got a client, well, fuck it. We'll just use you for an example or a female. It doesn't matter. You get all the way ready and you're dialed in and you're, you're three, four weeks out from the show. What do you do with, with your steady state cardio? And we'll, we'll talk about hit. I know with my clients, I drop that shit like a bad habit. As long as their diet's perfect. I I've had people at an hour a day and I fucking drop it all. And I've, I've never had anybody gain fat. I've never had them look worse. They all look better. What do you do with steady state on your end? So if, you know, if I, if I'm up to 30 minutes, say daily, um, I might drop it back the first move to 20 minutes as I add some food and just see how I'm doing. Because my steady state, if you remember, I'm not even breaking a hundred. I'm like at 95 beats per minute. Yeah. That's because my heart rate from years of playing soccer, like, when I was using whoop, like my resting heart rate would get into like 62, 59. So I'm still spiking at 30. But my point is it's not real hard on my legs. So my steady state never really gets above 30 minutes anymore fasted. So I'll just start pulling 10 off of each of them. I might even back the intensity down even more and just really turn it into a stroll for me. Um, But that's where I usually start just pulling 10 minutes off of every session and if someone's doing hit, I usually drop that completely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll normally, de- depending on how high it is, um, I'll, I'll drop that back. Sometimes if I have hit pretty high, like if they're doing 10, I might drop it back to five. For that one. makes sense. Yeah. And, and, then, and then five the next and get it the fuck out. Yeah. Um, a lot of it depends on their training volume as well. But it, there's you know, so many variables here. It's really, we can give the info. Right. But they still either have to rely on their coach to do like, or them, they have to do like it. Everyone's different. Like yeah. there's probably times I could have just pulled the whole list out, but I, I just started 10. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, so. let's 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 talk about what we see when people don't do that. So here's the thing: I've I've been a judge at shows. I, I was a judge for two or three years in the NAMBF and just stopped doing that because I didn't want to judge my own clients. It was actually too fucking hard for me to judge my own clients. It was distracting. But I would notice people on stage, and I do as well now as a coach. I just don't pay as close attention to other people on stage and watch my clients. But what I've noticed as a judge is you would see the flat, stringy, a lot of muscle loss type of physiques up there. And, you know, after I've got to know people a lot over the years and I would find out what they did, and then I would look at their pictures on stage, I would see the people that left their cardio in real high, but they did get stage lean. They just continued to fucking shrink and burn up muscle. And I tell people all the time, I said, cardio is there as a tool to burn fat. And when your body fat is so low, if you just leave it in, it's going to continue to eat into muscle. I mean, that's the cardio cardio is high. On, uh, it's hard on your body. It's one more thing you have to recover from. So if you're stage lean, you don't pull it out. You see muscle loss happen a lot um, with natural athletes. Are you seeing that as much on the uh, assisted side, Jason? Because I know a lot of people, the reason why I'm staring at here for you is I hear a lot of people, especially if they're taking a shit ton of gear, they think they're fucking bulletproof. They're not. They leave that cardio. Yeah. So talk about that for those folks. I mean, here, here's the deal. You, you, you keyed in on it. Um, once you're, you know, 95% ready and you've got three or four weeks, you've got to start feeding the body and the rest will come off. Um, if you don't, I don't care if you're assisted or not, um, you're still going to get that flat, stringy, um, just sucked out look to you, uh, you know, now endomorphs, maybe not. Um, but you know, at the higher levels, most of the best bodybuilders are ecto meso, some sort of mix and that type of body type, you just, you don't want to keep pounding on, um, even if you are enhanced. Um, you know, I always said, if you're about 95% ready and you got time, you'll be able to reverse that diet and get the rest of the 5% off. Yeah, I, I've seen, you know, even assisted folks that I've helped in the past or continue to help, they they want to leave it in there. When I used to do that back in the day, their legs would still shrink because if you think about it, that's a shit ton of recovery on your legs and you're beating them to fucking death every day, sometimes twice a day. They're never going to recover. So when there's not a lot of fat there to use as fuel, you're just going to continue to, to burn them up. And God forbid, if your legs aren't a standout body part and they're like, like me, mine are a weak body part, they're a bitch to grow man, those fuckers fade fast. Like really, Any weak really body fast. part fades fast. Right, right. So, <laughs> so if legs are a weak body part, this and you're listening, this is something you really need to pay close attention to. Um, Jason, let's talk about food. I'm interested to kind of see, I, I mean, I know what you do on your end, but I'm, I want our folks to hear what you do and then I'll chime yeah. in. When you start to add food back, obviously there's different scenarios. How high is carbs? How high is fats? Yeah. Like what's, what's low uh, protein? Do you generally fuck around with protein or is it more of carbs and fats adjustment? I usually start with carbs. Okay. But then like if everything's going well, um, I might start like the first bump, 20 carbs, 10 pre 10 post. Um, see how their body reacts. I mean, there are a few times that I thought people would get better as we added and they didn't. So you got to watch that as a coach. It does, it does happen occasionally. Like the metabolism is just so gone, but generally speaking, you're going to see them get harder probably drop some weight. Um, if they're enhanced, they might not drop weight, but you got to really watch your pictures. Um, but I add carbs first. Now that's not to say I don't then eventually get the protein too, because I have with some athletes, like I feel like carbs are enough. Um, fats are back up and then I'll add some protein if they're still starving and getting better. So 
but I usually start with carbs and go from there. Yeah. I think people need to realize too, whenever you add protein in, like you said, car- carbs are cool because they're going to fill out the muscle. They're going to give you more energy. Honestly, mentally, you're going to be fucking happier and feel better whenever you keep adding carbs in. Um, fats are kind of what they are to me. I mean, they get up there and they serve a, a purpose, but you know, adding in protein, a lot of people get nervous. I'm like, listen, you're not going to fucking get fat from adding in some protein. Uh, it might help you feel a little bit fuller too. I mean, you don't need to women, you don't need to go from 150 grams of protein to 250. I'm not saying that, but you know, adding in, you know, 20 grams is definitely not going to hurt. Um, yeah. and the, the other thing I was going to talk about is, you know, I, I do the same thing. I usually add, you know, 10, 15, 20, just kind of depending on the person. How often do you add? Do you like to give that a week before you kind of watch? And I give it a week usually. Um, now, if someone's really close to a show and we're starting to do this, I will warn them that some people's metabolism, especially if they're ectomorph can really take off. So if they start dropping, you know, two pounds in, you know, five days, I tell them to check in with me and then I would add more and pull more cardio because that does happen. Sometimes people's metabolism, you start feeding them and it just becomes a runaway train and you got to get fast in there really fast. You might got to send them on a cheat meal. Like I've seen it happen. Like you start feeding people up and man, they just, they, before you know it, they check in or five pounds down. You're like, whoa, what the hell? Doesn't happen lots with your ectomorph. So if you're an ectomorph listener, you know, you got to watch that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's once a week generally, but I do give that, uh, that nod if, I, if I'm worried that they are ectomorphic, that could happen. Yeah, I actually ran into this with Leslie back in 2018. I'll get to that in a second, but you brought up carbs and fats, right? Um, talk about the reason why, and this is important and I do this as well. You're talking about getting carbs up, but also getting fats up. I don't think people realize that if you just keep adding carbs and it becomes a runaway train like that, that if you don't throw some fats in there, explain the reason why you throw fats in there, um, to help. Well, you throw the fats in there to kind of save the carbs. So when you put the fats in, it seems like people don't burn their carbs off as fast. So now they've got another fuel source. Um, and it seems like it slows the transit down from the empty end of the stomach as well. So you kind of put all that together with digestion. And then the fact that there's another energy source to burn, uh, your carbs aren't just getting completely decimated with that fast metabolism as you basically stoke the fire is what's happening. Yeah. And that's important. I know you and I, we're going to talk about peak week in a minute. You and I both, um, have done that to where we, load people on carbs and then we'll raise fats the next day or so to kind of help. I think you were the first person I heard say it helped hold the load, quote unquote, hold the load, but it makes sense. Helps to keep from tapping into those stored carbs as much, but also helps when you're eating the carbs too. For some people, I know with Leslie, it was back in 2018. I did her prep when she won her pro card. She got to the point to where I started feeding her up. She Now she trains CrossFit, right? So it's like right. fucking high intensity all the time. So her carbs are generally higher. But I threw in, she got, she got ready. I threw in an extra high day of like, I think it was like 220 carbs. She was doing that once a week. She got ready. So we just threw in another day. And the next thing I knew, it became that runaway train. And we yeah. got it, had to get it all the way up to like 280 twice a week. And as we did it, she just kept looking better and better. But if we wouldn't have done that, she would have kept fucking tapping into muscle and dropping weight. That's not the look that we wanted. Um, and, and dude, I've actually had fun. I've, I've had clients and here's the thing. We do some of this shit sometimes and our clients post about it on social media and it makes it look like we're fucking wizards, but really it's just their body is taking off. But you know, I like to have fun when somebody's just dropping like crazy and I just get to feed the dog shit out of them. Of course, then they go post it everywhere and I'm eating this and that. And it's like, 
man, listen, I didn't plan for that. Like your body's taking off. I just have to do my job and kind of feed you up. Um, what's your kind of go-to meal if you have to tell somebody to go out and have a meal um, yeah. versus just, you know, adding carbs? If, if they don't have any digestive issues, I like, I'll send someone to Red Robin, get like a big double cheeseburger, you know, throw bacon on if you want and get some uh, sweet potato fries. You want all that grease, fat, um, carbs, sodium, like you want all that in that situation. So a big, a big double cheeseburger usually works really well. As long as someone doesn't have issues with dairy and gluten, you know, if they do throw a gluten bun on it. Okay. Um, but you know, that's generally what I kind of have people go do. I'm pretty close. I tell people just because it's easy, I tell them to go to Subway and get like a foot long pizza sub or, yeah. or a, a meatball sub. Cause like you said, it has all that shit in there that you need. Um, yeah. And that seems to work well. I did that with Warren house. If, if he's listening, actually I did that so much with him now that we're getting into peaking that became his fucking peak week load. So I actually had him go get a foot long sub, the same yeah. sub every time, a bag of chips, like three cookies, and I would right. watch his pictures. So, but it took the guesswork out of it because he looked fucking lights out the next day. So yeah. all I did was just replicate that. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about now they're ready early. We're pulling out cardio. We're adding food in. We're watching. This gives us the ability to do test runs with peak week and look at pictures I know I always look at pictures after a high day or a free meal or something for my clients. Most of the time it's a high day to see when I want to start to peak them for stage. What, what are you doing here when you have someone ready and you know, you've got the ability to kind of fuck around with peak week a little bit. Well, if I have someone early um, and I'm not sure how, you know, best way to peak them, I might just go ahead and rest them and, and load them on, you know, four or five, 600 carbs um, and kind of get a feel for it. Now, if they're refeeding really high, like you said, you can just basically say, Hey, look, we're getting close to peak week. I want to see some pictures the next few weeks after your refeed day. Do you feel waterier or do you feel tighter? Give me your opinion. Let's see the pictures. And then I might even look at them two days later. Cause you know, they might be saying, ah, I feel a little water. I think I'm better on my second day. Okay. Well prove it. Let me see them. So you can do that um, if someone isn't refeeding, um, which sometimes, you know, when you fed people up this high, you know, and if they're ready early, if you're feeding them up, um, they might not need a refeed because they're at 350 carbs training and 300 non, like you don't really need a big refeed on some of these people. Some people still might need a 600, but it just depends. So, you know, in that case, I might just do a mock peak week where I'll say, all right, we're going to rest a few days. I'm going to have you eat 600 carbs, 90 fat. Um, send me your pictures the, tomorrow and then send me the pictures the next day and we'll just try to see, you know, uh, I'll, we'll ramp your water up for a few days. We'll cut it to a gallon. We'll, we'll eat and, um, let's see what you look like. Yeah. And so it's just a test. And usually there's a nice cortisol dump. Um, they sleep better for a while and I notice that it spikes the metabolism and they get better anyways. It's kind of like after someone does a show, you know, they, they've rested, they've carved up they get to chill out once the show's over and then it seems like the next two weeks they get tighter and tighter so it's kind of like mimicking the same thing yeah and, and dude i it's fine we just we do things so similar I, i'm the same way um cortisol is the big thing that i want to talk about here um because you know as this is what i see on stage with my athletes and it's always 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 what i want to go to if it's a possibility if i can have them ready early i can feed them up pull cardio back i've noticed their physique pops more 
you can fill it out. It's going to be more vascular. It's more alive, if that's a good word for it. That's what I explain to my clients. They feel better going into the show. And cortisol, man, this plays a big, big role on that. So if you would talk about the difference between cortisol when someone's trying to get that last fucking pound off in peak weeks here versus when they're feeding up, that makes a huge difference in so many different parts of a physique, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, prep's stressful. Um, and so, you know, only to get ready, someone's maybe had their carbs down to sub 100, you know, and doing an hour and a half of cardio. That's tr- super stressful. And some people are better metabolizers of cortisol. Just because they're doing that doesn't mean that it's building up. But others, you know, they, they harness their stress different. Um, and everyone's just different. So, you know, that can lead to um, metabolization issues with cortisol. And it starts to build up. And now you're dumping fatty acids and, and glucose into the bloodstream. And so now you got to burn that up extra on top of the food. So, it, you know, and you're losing insulin sensitivity too. So, um, yeah, like if you can feed up, and start pulling all that cardio back, that cortisol is going to drop. Their serotonin is going to go up too, so they're going to feel calmer. Um, so, you know, it's really important all the way in when you're trying to get the last bit of fat off, and it's really important during peak week too. I mean, if you can, if you can eat into the show and you're peeled, you don't have to do as many theatrics with your peak week. Yeah. I mean, I've had some people get up to 350 carbs and we might do 400 the day before, yeah. put their sodium in every other meal and pull water to a gallon. And they're, they show up freaking looking amazing. Like, cause they're, they're calm, their cortisol. We didn't have to go crazy loading cause they're not really that flat. Um, so that's kind of my spiel on it, I guess. Yeah. And the nice thing too, with clients is, is, is we look at these pictures and they see the way that they're looking in, you know, some people are nutcases. I get it. Like th- this sport can kind of create you getting into your own head, but when you can actually look at pictures and you say, Hey, we're going to do a quote unquote non peak peak week, or you're not, like you said, you're only going to change a few things, but they look lights out at three o'clock in the afternoon with, you know, three quarters of their meals in and three quarters of a gallon of water. And they look amazing. They already know what they're going to look like the next day. And that's one thing that I use to call my clients is I'm like, look how fucking badass you look right now. All we're going to do is add a little bit to this we're going to pump you up with some fast carbs, some salt, and you're going to go hit the stage with a tan on and a sheen and you're ready. And that's worked well for my clients and the ones that are placed really well. It's, it's, it's really, really been a key for me. Let's, let's talk about the fun part though. Let's talk about multiple shows real quick. And then we'll talk about natural versus enhanced because that to me is, is where there can be some fun discussion here on top of this. A lot of people that going back to don't be ready early, they, they worry about doing multiple shows on the natural side of this, I've got a lot of clients to where I know, and I explain this to them, you don't want to be stage lean real fucking long because your, your hormones are going to tank. You're natural. But if you want to do shows, you know, I've had people compete in three shows over the course of eight weeks because they've got a pro show and then the world championships in late October. I can feed them up into these shows and then they can continue to hold that conditioning from show to show, you know, for, you know, four weeks or six or eight weeks or whatever. Um, a lot of people are scared of that, man. How often are you, are you letting people or, or helping them go from show to show when they're worried about, you know, peaking too early and looking good for one show and not the next? What are you seeing on your end? Usually if someone follows the plan, they get better as the season goes on. Um, Cause like I said, every time there's a show, you're carbon up, you're relaxing, you're getting tons of calories. You usually get a free meal. 
And then you get back to training, the metabolism spikes and we can add more food. And then you just keep repeating the process. Um, so I see most people getting better. Now, you know, there are situations where like, let's say someone came to me and they had hormonal problems and we fixed them. I'm probably not going to recommend that they do three shows over eight week span. I'm probably going to say, listen, let's get you lean. Let's do three shows like back to back to back or two shows and call it a season and just yeah. be glad that your body's still working. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of men, um, yeah, their testosterone is going to tank, but if they're enhanced, then, you know, you can get, a, you know, you can do it all season really. Um, so, you know, it, it just depends, but I, if someone follows the plan, gets back on plan after sh each show, usually they get better for an, for a period of time. Um, natural, obviously there is probably going to be a shelf life on that. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, people get better from show to show as long as it's not too long of a period. The, the part, the point that I start to tell people, Hey, it's time to pull back. And I had this happen with three of my athletes here just a couple of years ago, and they were winning pro shows left and right. And it happened to three of them. They're all three females is they peaked for their first show. Everything was great. And we continued to feed up and they look good and look good. But as time went on, um, they started to look worse, even though they were following the diet because cortisol just started to rise. Um, body fat was low. So their testosterone was low and it was more of a time thing, not a diet adherence thing to where one of the girls got to the final, she got to the world championships and she'd been winning shit all fucking fall. And she was so watery and her diet was on point. Like she was so stressed. She, she worked at a hospital. I couldn't do anything for her because she was so stressed and it, it was time to pull the plug. We had that conversation and she really wanted to finish. It was like three or four weeks out. And I said, Hey, I, I think you should just call a season. You fucking won everything. Yeah. You're going to miss worlds, but your body's starting to show me signs. It needs to pull back. So if you're natural, when you see your physique starting to go backwards, even though everything's perfect and on point, yeah, you can go look at labs, but they're going to be garbage. Like you can't really use labs to look at. You've got to go off the field. So when you're starting to look watery and your physique's starting to shrink a little bit, like that's what I see on my end with my natural athletes. I just tell, I just tell them, Hey, it's time to call it a season. Yep. Yep. Definitely. It, I've seen it with naturals too. Um, you know, it happened with some naturals that I know for COVID. Um, oh yeah. You know, they were ready and then the shows got canceled and they hung on. And they definitely weren't as muscular as they've been in the past or when they were like truly ready. And then COVID hit, you could look at their picks and look at their stage picks and just realize that um, they had lost muscle holding on. So, yeah. you know, once those hormones are tanked, um, yeah, man, like continuing that diet on longer and longer for a natural, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go in the wrong direction over time. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great point, man. It makes complete sense. Let's let, let's go ahead and finish this up. Let's talk about natural versus enhanced and raising stage weight. So, you know, from my end, whenever I and you have natural clients as well, and I'm just gonna, I'm going to be the natural coach for a second. Yeah. On on my end, you know, I'm raising I'm raising food. Some people will gain a little bit of weight, and it's a good thing because their body looks different. Um, but for a natural athlete, you're not putting on muscle. So if you go from you know 175 morning weight and you're 177 after, you know, four weeks of adding food in, you didn't add two pounds of muscle. Um, you've added glycogen, you've added water, you dropped cortisol, things of that nature. Um, but things can be different, man, with an enhanced athlete. And, and I know some stuff that I've done with my enhanced athlete. Do you have any scenarios or anything that you want to talk about where you've actually had someone ready early 
and then combined with maybe some pads or whatever, where you've actually seen stage weight go up. I mean, I've seen people not trying to say it's healthy, but I've seen them jump a fucking weight class and still be shredded. And you know, how much we want to talk about. I I had a guy, I had a guy once go from 176 to 195 in about 10 weeks. I remember Uh, this was years ago, but he, 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 yeah. And he was probably using more than I wanted him to. He was just that kind of guy. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it skyrocketed and he, he was a light heavy within like 10 weeks. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was ready early. So, I mean, that, that yeah, was we part did, of he it. basically was a machine. We got, we did that one show peeled at 176, and then he just basically kept on going, man. we just kept adding food and adding food and, you know, he just got harder and harder and bigger. Yeah. I mean, there's, de- there's definitely ways to where people can add, you know, obviously I'm, we, I'm not going to go into the protocols here, but you know, people have added trend, they've added food, they've added all these things as they're ready early in their stage insulin. Like you add that and you're lean and you know, you have good genetics to grow anyways. Like, yeah, it's like pouring gas on a, on a fire. Yeah. I had a guy that won his pro card and then eight weeks later made his pro debut um, in the IFBB and he put on 11 pounds of fucking morning weight in eight weeks. Wow. Um, and he was fucking keto the whole time, by the way. So that, that will tell you right there, that's putting on muscle. That's not putting on glycogen, first of all, because you're keto. So there are ways, but it, it's definitely different with natural versus enhanced. And I want to explain that more for the natural side, because a lot of guys think they're going to start putting on muscle or females, and that's just not the case. It doesn't matter. As long as you look better, that's we've looked, we've looked at enough labs of men and women who are natural and stage lean, and their, their testosterone's in the dump. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. I, I, I've got a question for you. I'm not familiar with peaking or getting like a large, large IFBB pro ready, right? Like I've worked with enough people. I understand my way around it. Most of my guys are going to be, you know, 210 or below, right? When it comes to the IFBB side, like pro men's bodybuilding, do you think these guys are, I don't pay enough attention to it. Do you think they're applying some of these principles or do you think they're getting ready just in time and they're trying to, you know, move all the different levers up and down, like raise gear into the show and still trying to lose body fat? I think many of them because how gifted they are already early. Now, do they add food? I'm not sure they should be because it would work the same, but you know, a lot of these guys stay lean year round as it is. And so I'm sure most of them are ready early and start pulling cardio and adding food. I, I would yeah. imagine. So I, I just never did hear any of the other coaches that work with a lot of people talking about stuff like this. Now, whether they just didn't talk about it cause they just didn't want to talk about it. Um, it's just never was a topic that you actually heard on that side of the sport. And I've always been really interested in that. I thought, you know, what if you apply these principles to someone like that, which is not a client that I have um, yeah. or that I really want, honestly, but what would that fucking look like? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it, Someone that's enhanced, the enhanced people I've helped, man, it's made a huge difference, a huge difference in the way they look on stage. Jesus, like way different. So now I was just kind of curious your take on, on that side of it. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a fun topic, man. I, I, I hope that you guys got a lot out of this. It's something that when it does hit now, you should know what to do. And if you're a coach and you're working with people and you see this start to happen, like that's another reason we wanted to do this show is because now now you know what to do and it can definitely make the, it can make a difference. I, I know if I can do this with my clients, if they had to compete against the exact same version of themselves that didn't do this for three or four weeks or however long, 
there's no way like that the fed up athlete is always going to look better and win so to me it's it's always the best case scenario and um man i wish we could plan for it with everybody but it just doesn't seem to be a situation that that honestly comes up and hey one more thing so i I did have this on my notes when you set somebody up for a prep and, and they are a possibility maybe they're middle of the road do you try and just get them ready for the show like if you know someone's got you know 16 pounds to lose you're gonna prep them for you know 12 16 weeks however long your prep is do you add a few weeks and try and have them ready early in some situations or do you just try and get them ready i, early add, for the I show? add two weeks into whatever i think that they should do okay so i remember i started one girl 18 out and that's because i wanted two extra but sometimes those should build you time to deal with stalls <laughs> you know what i mean right right yeah so. I, I normally start i i add three to four just just I'm dealing with a lot of natural folks. So like I, you know, I leave myself enough time to like, if we need to take a break, we, you know, I, yeah. I do that, but yeah. I'm the same way. I add a little bit. So I know there's coaches out there wondering, well, should I build this into the prep? Um, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Not at all. Cool, man. Do you have any, uh, any final thoughts, anything you think we left out? I think we covered that in detail. We did pretty good, man. Yeah. Cool. Good fun episode guys. Check out the links. In the show notes, we really, really, really want to see as many of you as possible in Tampa yes. on the 27th and 28th of March. Do um, this. Yeah, man. We've got some really good episodes coming up. Can't wait to talk to you guys about those. But we're going to get out of here. It's a Thursday, and it's still light outside. So let's yeah. try to enjoy the rest of our day. For myself right. and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. Yeah.